Warning, the following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Something in my front pocket for you. Let me get it. It's episode 62. Ha! Yeah, you like that? Hmm? Dr. Gorkus Seuss. Oh, I got got a drink here. And that's a mage to all. Today we're covering the relevancy of the sapien of the Homo, named Andreas Vesalius. Let's give a void a call. You can hop on my balls. Void's in the house, not in the box. Where I live, there sometimes is a fox. Let's give Void a call. And Void can bounce on my balls. Hey, Void. Hey. What's up? Well, just adjusting the microphone while I sing for you. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yo, I'm going to do a song with our, our bloops and our bleeps. Oh, fine. Yeah, that's going to be fun. It's going to be like techno hip-hop. Fine. Yeah, it's gonna be like that one song. Doof, 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 doof. The system is down, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her booty. Are we gonna have badgers in that? Badger, 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 badger. Penis, penis. Don't make me spill my drink. Hole. It's a hole for my penis. Badger, badger, badger. Yeah. Okay. Why, you had enough? How is your night going? What? How is your night going? My night is going all right. Yeah, man, I swear if I rhyme one more time, I'm going to... Break your spines? I think... I mean, void. I think I'm, uh... How you say? Stuck in a loop. Why is that? Because I'm constantly taking poop. Oh. No. But goddamn, I have some nice solid ones. I tell you, the other day, I swear to God, 12 inches, it coiled around and it actually winked at me. No, that's just a snake living in your butthole. Whoa. Well, that's what uh, price you pay when you live down by the river. In a van? In a box, remember? Oh, yeah, man, maybe I could go to one of those, you know, one of those chop shops, or you pull it, then I could pull out a van. Okay, do you know what we're doing, even though I told you last week? 
And your Vasilius, I got the page pulled up. Oh, yeah, you got the wiki page pulled up, huh? Although just the one that I uh, researched yesterday, or last week I bookmarked it. Oh, you came prepared. Yes. Does it say the types of instruments he used to dissect... To dissect... Oh. To dissect the corpses? Uh, not off the top of the back, but skimming. Well, it said he was single-handedly capable of dissecting a corpse. I was hoping to see if there was like a... One of those little miniature garden hose. Or maybe a, a fork attached to his knob. Oh. You know, then I tried to look up... Who? I don't think he's defiling the corpse. Well, back then they thought he was. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, back then, you know, a lot of people thought that was defiling the dead body. And then I was just, you know, thinking maybe he was using something in place of his missing hand. But then I oh, tried he had to... a missing hand? Yeah, because it said he single-handedly was able to do a dissection, a, you know? Oh, I think that's a figure of speech you're taking that too literally. What? Figure of speech. <laughs> what, is it nice and shapely? Does it walk around? Stroll around, wiggling its butt? Making me horny? No, 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 different figure, as in a saying. Everything I'm saying, I'm saying. You picking up what I'm playing? What is going on? These saviors of the homo got me all foozed. No, no, I mean, I think it meant he advanced it by himself. Oh. With one hand. No, no, no. It's it's saying that he was the one responsible for moving it forward. That's what single-handedly means. What? Pa. Fooey. Moving yourself forward with one hand, that's preposterous. What are you, fucking, like, the strongest man alive? I mean, have you heard of the Greek games? What kind of games do the Greeks play? Uh, they wrestle naked. But that sounds like sex. And then try and grab each other from the underwear? That's Roman Greek Greco wrestling. What? Really? Oh, yes. Also, the, the Mongolians do it, too. The first one with their underwear off loses? No, no, they throw each other out of a ring that's drawn on the ground. So they throw a person into the ring? Out of the ring. Out of the ring. <laughs> but don't you want to go inside the ring when you're, you know, wrestling naked? Inside the ring, you know. You start in the ring. Wait, well, what? You first, you got to get the ring ready. And then you got to lube up the ring, and then you start outside the ring, and then you slowly work your way inside the ring, Void. Are you talking about the butthole? Hold on, I gotta go grab coffee. What? I'm going to go grab coffee. Coffee? Can you get me one, and then walk all the way over here? I don't know where you are. I told you, down by the river. There we go, walk away. What you call me? Pa. You gonna look it up? I'm gonna look up the tools. Let's see what tools he single-handedly used. Hopefully this doesn't stop the recording. Usually when I fuck around on the internet, it fucks with my recording. Do 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 if it cuts off suddenly, it's because my computer is a dee 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 dee. Boop 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 boop. Vesalius. Oh, sorry, I was also grabbing alcohol. Ah 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 wood. Yeah? Mm hmm. It was nine dollars at the grocery store. The huge bottle of it. Hmm, there's a picture of, on Wikipedia, there's a picture of a dude with a, one of those fire hose. I mean, those fireplace blowers. 
veterans to use to pry open the bodies? I sure hope not. What? He poked a hole in there? He. Oh! Oh! Why? Why? Do you think he, uh, Roman grackled, you know, with the bellow on the fellow? Where he put the bellow in the, you know, the brown eye? Pumped it up to, uh, expose all the, you know, blow up and all the insides come out so he didn't have to do too much. Sorry, that comment made me drink. What made you drink? That disgusting comment. It wasn't a comment, Void. It was a question. So I just put, I just looked up Andreas Vesalius, Andreas Vesalius and tools, right? And then there's like this picture with a bunch of tools on the table. Looks like there's a saw. Hammer and chisel. There's a knife. There's a hammer. There's a big. Knife look like a machete. There's something that looks like a probe. Oh, I wonder if he, uh, garden shears. I wonder if he'll say lobster that way so he could uh, save money on equipment and uh, utensils. Well, he had a well-to-do family. Not like they couldn't have a... And plus, he was the chair head man of this. School in Padua. Padua. Uh, Padua. Padua. I forgot. Padua. 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 Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Padua. Yes, honey. Hey, it's Padua. Oh, that reminds me. I'm going to look up Tom on Google Tits Latin translation with one hand. Oh. What? Tom is a Latin word for... Are you okay? Just sneezing sometimes when I drink sugary drinks. It makes me sneeze. Sugary drinks make you sneeze? Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe that's because sugar is an inflammatory thing to consume. <clears throat> Come is the Latin word for with and is usually used to join two nouns. <clears throat> oh, well, then we got an answer for cum. <clears throat> Ultima. Latin, ooh, no, not caps. Latin, ooh, gesundheit. Yeah, sorry for ruining the podcast. So gesund. Whoa. Hey, don't you turn on your accelerator. Sorry, that was me just trying to stop a sneeze. Did it go out your ears? No, it whistled out my butt. Now that's a comment. I wish I had some alcohol with me right now. Okay, so... Fuck that. You can look it up if you want to look it up. I am... I am going on to the... The real stuff. So, Void. When I read about our male sapien of the homo, Andreas Vesalius... Britannica didn't mention any opinions directly from Andrews. While he read a tiny indication from embryo.asu.edu that indicated that Andreas Vesalius cited Galen and described what his personal observation proved contradictory to Galen's imaginations and also to the academic perception echoing in the bowels from Claudius Galen. Imagine what it would have been like, Void. 
claiming we know that there are several pockets in a woman's uterus. There is a bone in a human heart. The heart had only two chambers and so many other flaws regurgitated all over the place for what you would have read and experienced in life what people had thought. Now I'm not claiming that your experience validates your thoughts, Void, because uh, that would be confirmation bias, for I know even people who live through the same moments, their individual experiences prior and directly in relation to the experience at hand would have been different, even if very similar, slight deviations occur and are most visible when in-depth details are communicated with precision, WITH PRECISION. Even identical twins would have a physically different place from each other. Their perceptions of sensation would have activated their brains differently. I want for humans to know that there are going to be several paradigm shifts whether more erroneous than previous or not, it's much more progressive to hear them out and pick them apart to see flaws in their logic. Whether it would be relaying the information or generalizations that are made to compensate for lazy language use, resulting in binary interpretations in the mind or flawed, concept flawed conceptual continuity in the idea of causes and the effects, regardless of which, we should listen to them. Otherwise you get what happened to the one named Andrus Vesalius. He was uh, hated by many physicians in the court of Philip II when he was there. He was despised by many people inside the universities. Once a place where he was accepted as the best at his time when he graduated, he had become the fallen angel down into the depths, burning his own stuff, not uh, relaying more information and trying to teach, fighting against the tides of ridiculousness of Galen Claudius Galen. How do you like that one? Very, very pontificating. Mm, I pontificated all over the listener. That's good. Now, Lloyd, I would like to let you all know the largest issues will be more vibrant. The closer we get to our century in the history of neuroscience, the arguments between heart and brain bring the primary housing of the mind seem to be abstract now. Even though circular causality shows our minds alter our heart's rhythm and the bowels, even when we read that there was an argument for our mind being in our stomachs, for the intuition and the gut sensations, loss of appetite from emotional distress, which can even result in irritable bowel syndrome, along with the vast majority of serotonin being produced in the gut associated with our gut microbes. The way signals are transmitted to our brains has been shown through more observations through later dates than what we cover right now. Thoughts like the three-cell theory were completely wrong, and obviously wrong, now that we talk about it. An example of our previous experiences impacting our interpretations of our current state is that metaphors of neural networks being similar to the function of our technological putterstream. For Vesalius and Galen and many others, a major technological advance for them was a plumbing. Associating with the similarities in our environment is how many of us retain information. We think of things as being like or unlike others. This would reasonably explain the names of the ventricles and their pathways. For instance, 
The pathway between the third and the fourth ventricle is called the cerebral aqueduct, which makes sense to me because the cerebral aqueduct is a canal on the posterior portion traveling down the brain stem. Although my second source claims Galen was the first to describe the ventricles in this aqueduct, I will let you know that it was Herophilus that did. And even Galen had associated such, quoting Herophilus, describing that Herophilus knew of this. And I have read a few sources that confirm that notion of Herophilus as well. Some have even postulated that Herophilus was responsible for setting up the notion for the three-cell theory mumbo-jumbo holy pipe on the Pope stick. Although Herophilus lived prior to Christianity's existence, they still believed in the soul. Now, the Calamus Scriptorius, also known as the Inferior Fovea, in a rhomboid fossa, is sometimes described as a reed-like structure which forms about a third of the floor of your fourth ventricle, which is where people would have associated memory being located at. It is cited by many in history, including Galen, that Herophilus believed that this was the seat of the soul. Even though it was an incorporeal soul, it didn't require seat whatsoever to sit in. Imagine sitting on a reed structure void. Would you like to sit on a reed structure void? Sounds painful. You liked it last night. No, I did not. Oh, really? Then why didn't you tell me to stop? I wasn't there. Who were you talking about? That wasn't you? Oh, fuck. I wasn't wearing a robber. Well, no. Who'd you give an STD to? I wasn't talking about me giving an STD. I was talking about someone giving me one. Fuck. I gotta go get tested. Good thing urine luck is available. Did you know that, Void? Are you afraid of the inconvenience of going to the doctor's office to get tested for an STD? Oh. Could you repeat that? I only heard half of it. Are you embarrassed or inconvenienced by traveling to the doctor's office in order to check up to see if you have an STD? Uh, there's an STD clinic you could go to to get tested. Yes, but there's also another one, boy. Urine luck will ship something for you to piss in. It then test your urine to see if you oh. have an STD. I know this because there's a poster on the wall in the restroom of my gym. Oh. And the condoms. Condoms. A big ball of condoms by the front door. Mm. It's very good. Except the condoms break every time. That's one, not good. One of them disintegrated. But at least they taste like apple and cinnamon. Do you blow bubble? Why, yes. In order to test it out, I must blow a bubble. A bubble. <laughs> How did you know? I don't know. Whoa. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Let me go down, down, down the hole. I find it hard to imagine. Back to topic. I find it hard to imagine that this would be the place for the saw. You know, the inferior fossa. If I were to speculate so, I would claim the whole being would have been the essence of the soul void, where all the functions of the brain would be things that impact your mind. All aspects of your soul are continually changing, and everything communicating to your body is part of the soul, ever stretching outward. And this would be the closest thing that would align with incorporeal or corporeal, for a matter of fact, because it's all moving around. And it's all a part of everything. Alas, I have yet to find any evidence of a soul. So, I do not believe there is one. 
Going back to the topic of plumbing, Void. It's uh, no what surprise. Kind of what? What kind of plumbing? Well, just plumbing in general. It's no surprise that these older sapiens of the homo put such emphasis on uh, fluid-filled spaces in the brain. Although, much like the plumbing systems, the CSF, cerebrospinal fluid, is filled with byproducts from the city that would have been your brain. Although, source one claimed that Galen and Vesalius both could not find the pathway for the psychic pneuma to uh, travel down from your brain to the rest of your body through the spinal cord, even though it's there, I'd like to note of this cerebral spinal fluid does travel down a central canal, and that is exactly what it's called. Which also points to a reference of plumbing void. It's no surprise that this central canal wouldn't have been found either, for it is relatively small compared to the rest of your spinal cord. But I will let you know, void, that if you can find some of these uh, things that Andrew Vesalius found, and many others like him, I would be amiss to think that they couldn't have possibly found it if they had more time, felt comfortable to work harder. But since Andrew Vesalius was ostracized in society amongst his peers in academia, he was not comfortable enough to work harder to find out more. It's no wonder why Vesalius disagreed with Galen in regards to both Numa and the hollowness of the nerves. If one thinks of the structure of nerve cells, there is a membrane with an inner portion filled with its own organelles and fluid, much like the ventricles, meninges, and the canals as well. But this wouldn't have been a viewed without a microscope. It's also acknowledged that I mocked the notion that Galen would have claimed Numa went through the hollow nerves, similar to veins and arteries. But I redact that mockery void for cells in themselves, or sacs. Since Andreas Vesalius failed to find the hollow spaces filled with fluid in the overall structure of the nervous system. He outright dismissed the pneuma portion. While some would agree with the dismissal of the pneuma, one could rationalize the thought as just the energy that is complex within the cerebral spinal fluid, which would be molecules which transfer cellular information to human organic matter. As a matter of fact, there is a space which the pituitary gland releases a hormone impacting your hypothalamus. In the vertebrae anatomy, the pituitary gland or hypophosis is an endocrine gland which is about the size of a pea and weighs about 0.5 grams in humans. It is a protrusion off the bottom of the hypothalamus at the base of the brain. The hypophysis rests upon the hypophysial fossa of the sphenoid bone in the center of the cranial fossa. The middle cranial fossa and is surrounded by a small bony cavity covered by a dural fold. The anterior pituitary is a lobe of the gland that regulates several physiological processes. Yeah, I know that, releasing hormones. The immediate lobe synthesizes and secretes melanocyte-stimulating hormone. The posterior pituitary gland is a lobe of the gland that is functionally connected to the hypothalamus. Yeah. By the median eminence via a small tube called the pituitary stalk. Yeah. So it excretes. And then the hypothalamus picks it up. And if I'm not mistaken, the hypothalamus also sends signals back to the pituitary gland. But 
that is far more advanced than what we're doing now. That was Wikipedia, if anybody wanted to know. So, even though Andreas Hales could not find a location, it is noted that he did try to find some sort of way it excreted out of your olfactory nerve. Oh. And Andreas Vesalius is also noted for calling this olfactory nerve just another part of your brain. Even oh. though he drew it, he drew it amongst all these other cranial nerves coming out. So maybe later he came to a different conclusion, but it's not noted. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. I did not read the book. Did you read the book? Oh, no. Now, boy, you want to get down and dirty? Yes. Now, before we get down and dirty, before Andrew Cecilius publicized his book, short for in short terms called Fabrica, Nicolo Massa described the cerebral spinal fluid. Even though it wouldn't be surprised me if several others have, just they didn't make it through time. There wasn't much I found on Nicolo Massa, so I skipped him and covered Vesalius instead. Okay, okay. I figured I'd give him his due. Now we shall focus more on Andreas Vesalius with a list of things he described regarding neuroanatomy, which is indicated in being in Book 7 of Africa. The list goes like this. Number one, we have a corpus callosum. You're writing this down, Void? Uh, no. Well, you better. We're going to have a quiz. Oh. Number one, corpus callosum. Number two, pineal gland. Number three, superior colliculi. Number four, inferior colliculi. Number five, Cerebellum. Number six, corpus striatum. Number seven, blood supply to the brain. Number eight, now this is a long one. Infondibellum. He follows my bellum. Now we're gonna go to a number one. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Now we have the corp corpus callosum. If you were to slice the brain down the middle, separating what are referred to as the cerebral hemispheres, this is going to have a bundle of nerves in the center, which connect the two hemispheres together separating the left and the right sides to view the center of anatomical structures is called sagittal plane void. Sagittal. Sagittal. Yeah, it's when you slice someone vertically to reveal, you know, down the head, down to the butt. Oh. You know, left, right. The corpus callosum appears to be a C-shape where the opening faces downwards just inferior to the cerebral cortex, which is a part of the brain which forms a shell around the middle portion. Galen had documented his belief that the corpus callosum was in place to uphold the integrity of the lateral ventricles, providing the septum polliculum with enough tension to separate the lateral two ventricles. Wrong! The separation is made by the material between the ventricles. Someone needs to learn about the pockets more. Galen? Oh, he, he put down several pockets in a female's uterus. He should have taken a couple of those pockets, put them inside the brain, and said, Oh, there's your ventricles. They're there. Not because of a connection between the two sides of the brain. No. Fooey. When it comes to Andreas Vesalius, the corpus callosum is described as a gleaming white central structure void, which is tougher than the rest of the brain, designed to support the brain mechanically 
Oh, yes, Andres. Like stretching and contracting, like a muscle, to make the brain bellow, as some other older ape people had postulated. Galen. Andres made it seem like it was more of a structure pushing against the two sides from colliding together. Well, that's just great. Just as logical as Galen. Corpus callosum means tough body, by the way, Void. Tough body? Tough body. Now, corpus being body and callosum being tough. Vesalius was cutting this open and Galen was cutting this open. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Galen actually is given credit for naming it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Herophilus did it first. Now we go for number two, pineal gland. The pineal gland, also called conarium or epiphys cerebi, cerebi, cerebri, sits on the base of the third ventricle, noted by Andreas Vesalius as a gland. Some people, such as Descartes, claimed the penile gland to be the seat of the soul. Unlike Calamus, Scriptorius, like Herophilus, postulated. Penile gland or pineal gland, depending upon how you think about it, produces melatonin for sleeping. While some people believe it produces a chemical associated with dreaming, though there is a lot of controversy over this topic, if one views the optic nerve traveling to the brain in the optic chiasm, or what is called the suprachiasmatic nucleus to the hypothalamus, which connects the penile gland to it. One could assume there is some sort of connection between what we see and what happens with this gland. Lack of light allows the gland to produce melatonin. On another note, I read that some farmers would expose artificial light to hens to keep them awake in order to increase the production of eggs void. <laughs> I didn't follow up on the efficacy of this. Maybe they thought if they were awake, more eggs, boop, boop, boop. But if you don't get sleep, you think you'd be more stressed. I don't think your eggs would be very good. <laughs> Onward, ho, bags to superior colliculi void. One second, I got to drink. My throat is a little parched. Now to superior colliculi, connected with some nerves to the pineal gland inferior in relation to the penile gland, or the superior colliculi, which is plural because there's two of them sitting right next to each other, like several parts of our anatomy. Andrus Vesalius called these superior colliculi. Guess what he called them, Void? What do you call them? Now, you may say I'm a sick, disturbed, gross, and John Poppy Nito had repeatedly called me a pervert. So, I guess you'd have to always call Andrew's alias one as well, because he called the superior colliculi testes. <clears throat> yeah. And now we know what influenced him here, Void. The associated aspect of the superior colliculi, which are on the lateral portions of the midbrain, is in order to help the animal orient their eyes to focus on their visual attention void. Now we move down to inferior colliculi, just inferior to the superior colliculi. Both the inferior and the superior colliculi form together to make the tector. Now, if you look at the depictions of the brain, sagittal view, it's like resting on top of the where, what becomes the brain stem. It's its own separate part, but it's just above it, and it goes towards the occipital lobe. I mean, the cerebellum. Now, Void. Do you have a picture of a brain, or do you have a brain on you handy? Uh, I'm all fresh out. 
but I have a picture. You got a picture? <laughs> okay. You know the sagittal view where it's down the middle? You know, yes. Looking at a side view. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the most posterior part of the brain and the inferior, you have these these lobes. They kind of look like strawberries. <laughs> and then you have a stem connecting it. <laughs> and it's traveling. It travels a little anterior, then superiorly up. It's, you know, just behind the brain stem, which has the... Yeah. The pons and the medulla. And then there's the bumps. There's like two bumps. Yeah, that's the superior and inferior colliculi from the sagittal view. Yeah, so they have a lot to do with what you look at and such. Yeah, kind of interesting, huh? Kind of looks like a walnut. What part? The whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're looking at it from a side view. Well, I mean, from the, you know, bird's eye view. Yes. But, I mean, you're supposed to be looking at it from sagittal view. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. you Now, for the inferior colliculi. <laughs> Just inferior to the superior colliculi. The inferior colliculi are believed by some humans to help with what is called somatosensory for discerning the difference between sounds created by the human animal themselves or anything else in their environment to Andrews oh. what so say if you hear a creak in the middle of the night and you know that wasn't you in your house you get spooked that was what I read but oh. that doesn't sound right because one would imagine that kind of thing is a little bit more complex than a little fucking pair of nads could you look that up for me? Uh, what? Inferior colliculi uh, purpose? You sure I believe that might be it. Could you double check though? I mean, it would really help you, me, and the listener out. I mean, you don't want to? Main auditory sound center for the body. It acts as a channel for almost all auditory signals in the human body. Its primary role is, uh, Single uh, integrated frequency recognition and pitch discriminate uh, to discriminate or discri- uh, discerning between uh, different pitches. Yeah, it discriminates. So everybody naturally discriminates. If you weren't discriminating, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between different sounds. Oh, it looks like an alien up close. I have a picture of it. Don't tell them, boy. Oh, sorry. Damn you. Well, thanks for the information there, buddy. Fellow human. <laughs> so, to Andres Vesalis, you want to know what he called the inferior colliculi void? Yes. Buttocks. Now we know what else was grabbing Andres Vesalis' attention. Testes and buttocks. Buttocks. Mm-hmm. Number five, we're going down to the cerebellum. Galen had noted the conce- concept that the cerebellum was associated with controlling the movement of psychic animal spirits called Noma without any data or studying whatsoever. Down to the spinal cord. And in the book Andreas Vesalis had published, called Fabrica, Andreas blasted this idea that Galen had. That, in the concept that Galen had these folds of the cerebellum called vincula, which translates to chains. Vesalis, in his book, outright dismissed this notion, and logically so, void. It seems as though Galen acted like their brains was a cage which controlled and tortured animal spirits for their processing of the mind, rather than the mind being a product of the brain's construction. Another note regarding this part of the brain is that Andreas Vesalius pointed out that the cerebellus in, of an elephant is the largest one than any other animal, in both complete size and ratio to its body as well, which makes sense because your cerebellum is associated with balance. 
which also makes sense why the superior and inferior colliculi send signals to the cerebellum and back forth, because you have what are called vestibules inside of your inner ears send signals through this nerve to, uh, you know, the inferior colliculi or buttocks, according to Andrew Cesalius. But he didn't know that because he didn't study that. He just did anatomy on dead bodies. And also, what you look at will impact your balance as well. Let's go to number six, corpus striatum. Andrus Vesalius included illustrations which held a corpus striatum. I didn't find any thoughts on the corpus striatum from Andrus Vesalius. Andrus Vesalius. I thought I'd briefly go over the this caudate nucleus called the corpus striatum. It's a collection of ganglia, which are associated with reward system, which means dopamine is a major neurotransmitter to these nerves, even though glutamate is another major transmitter associated with the corpus striatum. It's lateral to your thalamus. The corpus striatum roughly translates to striped body, for there are stripes within it, which connect the various parts of the corpus striatum. These stripes are different in color, for the white portions are axons, which are myelinated. That is what white matter is in your brain. Relaying data from parts of the corpus striatum. One could have over an hour worth of information on these parts of the brain alone in one episode. And Andreas Vasilis didn't know that much about it. He just described it. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you, Void. Puzzled, okay. Oh, that's very insightful, Void. You didn't have anything to say? Like it didn't spark your imagination? You didn't have any questions? This is part of your brain, Void. What brain? Brain. The corpus striatum. Mm. The striped body inside your brain. Mm. There's a bunch of different portions associated with your reward system. Dopamine ah, is involved. Dopamine. Yeah. You know. It's when you do something and someone goes, oh, thank you, and some people get a little dopamine release. Uh-huh. Anywho. Back to topic. I tell you what, you didn't stimulate my dopaminergic system. <laughs> Number seven. Blood supply to the brain, five. Two main arteries. Can you tell me them? Two main arteries, uh... They come up from the chest to the lateral portions of your neck on the front. Uh... On the tip of my tongue, I can't remember the exact name. Um, let me tell you. i give you a hint. There's a car. A car? Yeah, a car. Kara. I'll give you a more hint. Karat. Oh, carotid artery. Yes, yes. Carotid arteries. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There are two, what are called, vertebrobasilar arteries, which uh. feed the back part of your brain, while the carotid arteries feed the front part. Now, this isn't as exactly as it sounds to me, so I will describe the front and the back part of the brain because it's not necessarily that at all. For the front part is most of your temporal lobe, along with your parietal lobe and your frontal lobe, and some of the top of your occipital lobe, supplied by the carotid arteries. Now... The frontal part, of course, is being the front portion of your brain. Parietal being the top part of your cerebrum. And your temporal being the sides of your cerebrum. And the occipital being the back of your cerebrum. For those who don't know or remember, cerebrum is that the big part of your brain. The big one with all the wrinkles everybody talks about. 
Now, for the vertebrobasal arteries, which supply the majority of your occipital lobe, your cerebellum, and some little bit of your temporal lobe. Of course, the arteries branch out and become very complex, like a root system or a branch system, a plexus, if you will, for those who remember what we covered on the plexus. We will cover more of this when we hit some guy in the face in their relevant section more, and his name is Thomas Willis. Thomas Willis, okay. Where I got this information is Source 7, which is a little short video showing a very brief overview of blood supply to the brain. Now for number eight, infundibulum. 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 Andrew Cecilius claimed that this was where the brain phlegm would be evacuated to the circulatory system. Infundibulum is Latin for funnel. It connects. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. It connects the posterior part of your pituitary gland and hypothalamus. The infundibulum is also called the pituitary stock. This actually helps release the hormones from your pituitary gland and impacts the function of the hypothalamus. Or exactly what I was talking about. That runs everything in your body because you have uh, created blood cells from that and all that. So your hormones control all the chemistry of your body. So it's very important. Yes. That's, that, that, is, that would make sense why it's in the center of your brain to avoid damage from, you know, traumatic injury too. <laughs> Protect what's necessary in the center, like your heart. Exactly. In your butthole. Right smack dab in the middle between your butt cheeks. Yeah. Now, Source 1 relayed that Andrew Cecilius was so upset about Galen being so wrong and the subsequent humans that just regurgitated the nonsense regarding the brain that he would be satirical about the thoughts believed by Galen and so many of his peers. Vesalius oversaw the production of his book to ensure that no alterations were performed on this publication process. He even had a rival professor in the same university he worked in who highly disagreed with Vesalius and many physicians inside of King Philip II's court as well. And right around the same time, one of the rivals was trying to publish their own book, but failed to do so. And he had to travel outside of France and outside of Italy to get his books published in Sweden. This is why he traveled up there with all those things. Those planks. So much for the ramifications not known. Also, since Vesalius questioned the placement of the soul, there are many ramifications not only in academia, but in the religious sector as well. This could explain why Andrew Vesalius went on a religious journey to Jerusalem. Some have speculated Vesalius died of scurvy, while oh. some still think that his death was suspicious, like me, Gork. Noted was Andrew Vesalius didn't want to travel back to Europe until his seat as head chair of anatomy and surgery was restored to him at the University of Padua. Now, would you like to hear some words from Andrew Cecilius himself? Sure. Quote. How do you think he'd sound? There is an odd difference. Yeah. Since he's Dutch. Quote. There is an odd difference at all in the structure of the brain. In the parts that I have dissected in the sheep, goat, monkey, and compared with a human brain. Oh, he recognized man's intelligence was due to, quote, the human brain larger proportionally to his body, but also larger than all the other animals, which was wrong. Whales, elephant, larger than human. 
Now, another quote. I am not accustomed to say anything with certainty after only one or two observations. That's a good one. How did he note about the cerebellum in the elephant but didn't know that the elephant had a bigger brain than a human? How? By studying both. He had a quote that contradicted his last statement where he talked about one part of the brain being larger for proportion on an elephant than any other animal. Then he used this one. God damn. Anyways, here's another quote. Aristotle and many others say that men have more teeth than women. It's so, it is no harder for anyone to test this than it is for me to say it's false, since no one is prevented from counting teeth. As for Galen's net like a plexus, I do not need to pass on a lot of misinformation about it here, as I am quite sure that I have examined the whole system of the cerebral vessels. There is no occasion for making things up, since we are certain that Galen was diluted by his dissection of ox brains and described the cerebral vessels not of a human but of oxen. What? What do you mean, what? What do you mean by that? You do not comprehend what I said. Could you explain it to me? Yeah. Let me re 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 read that part. There is no occasion for making things up since we are certain that Galen was diluted by his dissections of oxoprains and described the cerebral vessels, not of a human but of oxen. That was just an example of him talking shit about Galen using an ox brain instead of a human brain. Oh, dang, he's a wuss, I get it. No, not the wuss, just diluted. Want another one? Sure. Why, 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 why? You could make any listener be like, this guy sucks. Let's not listen to this anymore. Listen to what? Your lack of enthusiasm would actually resonate with many people. Because you'd be like, well, why would I listen to this? This guy's not entertained at all. I am too entertained. No, you're not. That's a big fat lie. I can tell when you're lying, Void. You go like this. Like a computer. Like you're forcing a lie out. I am too. Like it's very noticeable. Really can't be. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I know. Quote, of all the constituents of the human body, bone is the hardest, the driest, the earthiest, and the coldest, and excepting only the teeth. It is devoid of sensation. God, the great creator of all things, formed its substance to this specification with a good reason, intending it to be like a foundation for the whole body, for in the fabric of the human body, bonds performs the same function as the walls in the beams, in houses, paws in the tents, and knees and the ribs in boats. End quote. I love the bones. Yeah, I did that one because Andrus was really, really infatuated by bones. Well, uh, I heard a strange fact that bones are always wet inside of you. Bones are what? Always wet inside of you. Wait, wait, what? Bones are always wet? When they're inside of you. Well, that makes sense because they're inside of your big, wet body. Mm -hmm. Big, hairy, sweaty body. Boy, can I come over? No, you're too horny. Come on, boy. No. I only got a little bit of, uh, you know, discharge. Whatever, what are you talking about? I don't know, whatever I got from whoever I did last night. Yes. At this point, however, I have no inattentions. Whatever of criticizing the false teachings of Galen, who is easily 
first among the professors of the section, for I certainly do not wish to start off by gaining a reputation for impiety towards him, the author of all good things, or by seeming insubordinate to his authority, for I am well aware of how upset the practitioners, parentheses, unlike the followers of Aristotle, in parentheses, invariably become nowadays, when they discover in the course of a single dissection that Galen has departed on two hundred or more occasions from the true depiction of the harmony, function, and action of the human parts, and how grimly they examine the dissection portions as they strive with all the zeal at their command to defend him. Yet even they, drawn by their love of truth, are gradually calming down and placing more faith in their own not ineffective eyes and reasoning than in Galen's writings. End quote. So right there, he's basically being satirical towards Galen, saying he's the almighty authority. There's contradiction there, because there's a lot of things saying that he, uh, burnt his shit and traveled elsewhere. So now we covered Andrus Vesalius. Oh, yes. The calm ultima demolition. So... i question, Gork. What? I'd ask a question, Gork. What? I would ask a question. How long were you working on that accent for? What one? The Danish one. Or the Dutch one. I, mean. I didn't work hard on it at all. Oh. I just came up with it right now. Hunger, banger, dignanga. Whoa. Hunger, funga, lick up my banga. Oh, you have such a way with words. Mmm, me love a words. Onga banga. Hey, Freud. Yes. What? Where can they go to find us? On, uh, on Correlation Sensation, on iTunes, Podbean, and any podcast provider. What about Twitter or Instagram? Correlation Sensation on Twitter, Instagram. Yep. And you show P way. Oh on yeah, Instagram. I do have it on. Yeah. Uh, scapegoat on Twitter and Bandcamp and Facebook. Yeah, and also in the episode description, it should have credits to those people. Yes. So, like, subscribe, and share because we don't have money for advertisement. And oh, if you yes, want and us, you can check out Gork on. Uh, for a uh, correlation sensation on TikTok. No, it's just Gork Mouth. Oh, Gork Mouth, okay. On TikTok. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I want you to start following and start participating if, uh, if you like us and you want us to keep going because we need to yes. grow and, uh, nobody wants to buy my box so I have no money. Yes. So... The next song is from Escape Code. Okay. We leave in peace. We leave in peace. Bye. Bye. Oh